For more than 25 years, Deanna Batdorf has been disrupting the status quo of health. She is a passionate Ayurvedic practitioner, my body educator, and lymphatic specialist whose mission is to empower you to take control of your own wellness. Welcome to My Body with Deanna Batdorf, an Ask Me Anything podcast where Deanna gives you answers to your most pressing health and wellness questions. Along the way, Deanna will interview those who inspire her work as a holistic wellness practitioner, from birth workers to herbalists, yogis to MDs. You'll learn how to bring your body to a state of balance in this wild dance of life. Submit your questions on our website, dianaessentials.com. Look for the form at the bottom of the front page. No question is TMI for Deanna to answer. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Ask Deanna Anything. Today, we have Deanna Batdorf here, who is an Ayurvedic practitioner, my body educator, lymphatic specialist, and Deanna Essentials formulator. So that the Deanna Essentials mission is a place for all people to heal, learn, and grow. We provide a community of support to empower individuals with knowledge, tools, and skills for their optimal well-being. So with that, Deanna. Welcome, everyone. So nice to see you again. Here we are with another Ask Deanna Anything. I want to remind us that I really mean anything, that we could kind of go into a lot of different health realms. Maybe we keep it within that container, but this really is a place where we can just get down to some nitty gritty and, and really get some answers on and how to proceed with our health and how to know how our body works. So thank you so much for being here. And I really just want to say I have been doing this with Andrea for a very long time. We have grown and changed our journeys. And I am like, who is my new sidekick? You know, after having such a great sidekick for a long time. And here's Abby. And so I just want to do an introduction so you know a little bit about Abby, because she's not just going to be uh, supporting me in all things education and client support, but she has a really great background herself. So I just want to make sure we really know who is here representing and what Abby is representing. So let me just tell you a little bit here that I wrote down. So Abby Camille is an aspiring herbalist a permaculture designer. She's the co-founder of Integra Collective. It's an organization that weaves a web of social and ecological change makers. How powerful is this? And I just want to put a little FYI, there is a beautiful Integra convergence happening in Costa Rica in July. We are here to support you with everything and to really bring forward both of our strengths. Yeah and see how we can be in support. So Abby, anything you want to share about yourself or Integra? Mm. It's such an honor to get to work with you. And so I'm so excited to get to weave our webs together. And the Integra Collective, we started this past year and it was birthed out of three of the four co-founders living at the Rancho Mastital in Costa Rica. And there we were able to learn about herbalism and some energy work and permaculture, farm to table fermentation, agroforestry, chocolate making. And so we want to bring that to our friends and communities and really give people a taste of what it 
means to live in deep connection with community and with the earth and with our bodies. So I'm so excited that in July we'll be hosting currently around 20 people, but we still have space. If you're interested in tagging along too, it would be amazing to have you there. And we'll be doing all those things I just mentioned. We'll be making chocolate. We'll be learning from local herbalists and really supporting local teachers there. For us, it's super important to really support the local community. So, so excited to bring new friends and faces to our community and family there. And it's a beautiful facility. The kitchen is so amazing there, Mm -hmm. like gorgeous open kitchen to be making chocolate in and so many other things amongst a bamboo forest. Mm -hmm. So many of the structures are hand built with natural materials. So there's just that beautiful like clay everywhere. And it's so fun. You can find us through our Instagram, which is Integra Collective or on Facebook. That's the same as our website as well, IntegraCollective.org. Yeah, nice. And this is going to be good. We were going to have a discussion today. We're going to do something new. And then we would love to see how people are enjoying it. And we might make it something that we do each time for the first little bit of this. And we'll make it short and sweet. But one of the things that I just kind of had a creative thought around, which was, okay, Abby is in this world. She totally gets my mission because it's the same or at least similar to her own mission. And so that really led us together. But then it was like, this person really doesn't know me as a teacher, practitioner. Well, she never saw the Deanna Center. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, wow, totally new. And so I came up with this idea. I'm like, how do I make sure she knows what it feels like? Because, you know, experiencing the work is so much more tangible and palatable than just explaining the importance of the work. And so I brought her into clinical course, which is again going to be happening in Portugal, September 28th of this year. So please feel free to join me. And I thought I'd just take a moment, Abby, because you're open and ready to discuss it. Like, what was your experience like coming into class with a teacher and a whole group of students. And then we used you as our demo of like, how do we support someone? And how do you even do that in teamwork relation? Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about your experience as a client. Mm -hmm. It was such a rich weekend. I wish that I could do it every weekend. So I have to sign up for the clinical herbalism course, but it was first of all, so special to learn from you in the classroom setting. On the second day, you had an amazing session about understanding the lymph system, which is such an under understood system in our bodies and one that I really just learned about in this last year. So to see all of your books laid out with the lymphatic system and a peek into like, oh, where that's where all those lymphatic glands and nodes are. And to just like get a better understanding of this system that supports so much in our body was incredible. But my first intro day one is I came in and I got to meet the eight students who are here. And I have never been able to figure out my doshas or my pulse reading before. And so it was so special to have Deanna's eight students to each read my pulse. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> it felt like a, a dating uh, app or a dating show almost because each one would come in and read my pulse, which is a really special process if you have not had your pulse read. Maybe Deanna can talk more about that, but it was amazing to see their intuition and their knowledge that Deanna has taught them how to read a person's pulse and essentially determine 
your composition of vata, pitta, and kapha, which I'm guessing that most listeners know at least a little bit about, but maybe yeah, hopefully maybe there's not. some newbies uh -huh. out there yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, we focused mm -hmm. on the prakriti, which is the birth constitution. So that was the real focus, not only for Abby to just get like a foundation of her birth constitution, but also so my students had something to really learn how to focus on too. Pulse takes a lot of focus, but it's a place where you can learn to practice focus in your entire life. So I've become a more patient person from practicing pulse because it really teaches you to kind of be like, nope, just figure this out and answer it. And just that beautiful focusing. So birth pulse was the focus. It was really fun because I just had my students come in. What did they have like 10 minutes, but it ended mm -hmm. up being like 15 and mm -hmm. took until lunch. <laughs> Everyone got so into it. But every student had a long time in the yurt, just one-on-one. -on -one to see what they come up with and what did they feel and what did they have to provide Abby. And I asked them to give just one piece of advice in the end, you know, just make sure you end on always giving something back to that person. I bet that's a really cool list of mm. things that you got. It just is. like the things people said would be the best advice. And then I came in and read the pulse. You tell me, but even though not one of the students got the pulse, the same as me. I'm not going to say I was right. I'm a human too. I'm just an opinion also. But what I got, nobody else got. But they were so close. Mm -hmm. They were so similar. Mm -hmm. And there was a vein. And I got to say, as a teacher, that's a, sometimes a little scary thing. Like I even said I was scared when I sat down. I was like, everyone just already came up with ideas. And now I'm like, what I say is right. Oh, I'm a little on edge. But I felt really confident once I got on that pulse that I, I knew what this constitution was. I was definitely a trick client too, because I'm tridoshic. And yep. according to Deanna's reading, and that means kind of equal parts, at least from my understanding, That's equal right. parts of the three yeah. doshas. So that can be especially challenging to read, I would imagine. Yeah. Because you're mostly looking for like, like I'm a pitta kapha. So someone's looking for like how much pitta is on the pulse versus kapha versus vata. We're always looking for things that maybe show some imbalance. And those are the things we always want to go in and shift. They're too much fire showing there's too much fire. We're trained to kind of like, Ooh, what are those details? Mm -hmm. And then here she was tridoshically stable at birth. So mm -hmm. it tricked a few people, but everyone felt like wow, is she just a Pitta with healthy Vata Kapha? That was the most mm -hmm. common one. Because mm -hmm. people thought maybe she's Pitta dominant and then Vata Kapha is healthy, which is not as common either. We usually have a dominant and a secondary and one that's stable. What I thought was really cool is I said Tridoshic, we let the students, we discussed it and they were like, oh, that still makes sense. This why? And then I like that you said, well, every time I take one of those tests, I'm all three. So mm -hmm. I'm always confused on which one I am. Yeah. And that was sort of that moment of like, that's what happens for a tridoship. Mm -hmm. And I bet we can all relate to that on some level of that being like, wait, I kind of resonate with each of these things. And I think that's a really beautiful thing about Ayurvedic medicine is that you can see how you are each of the doshas and how you can relate a little bit to everything. That's right. And then find your specific things to really focus in on too. Keep in mind, we all have vata lungs. We all have kapha kidneys. We all have a pitta liver. So if we all have at least one lung, one <laughs> kidney and a liver, 
We are Vata Pitta Kapha. All of us on some level are Tridosha. Just because I'm a Pitta Kapha doesn't mean I don't get dehydrated. And so that would be me getting dry, Vata. So that was really fun to kind of dive in and play that out and give my students a new person that they don't know, they haven't been watching through class and just have to kind of really find that, like, what's your truth in the end? Yeah, it was so incredible. I was saying to some friends afterwards that I feel like everyone deserves to have an experience like this in their lives or hopefully many experiences to be held in that body work space. So Deanna has a really special yurt that's a healing yurt in the backyard where you have all of your incredible tools, which we got to learn some about too with guashas and cups and everyone got to come and watch. So there were about 10 of us and it really did feel like such an incredible community space. It felt like more than just a physical body work session. It felt like so beautiful and special. We began with a breast check actually, which is great because this is breast awareness month yep. in Gianna Essentials world. So that was something I had not had before and honestly was a little bit nervous about beforehand because I was like, oh no, what is Deanna going to find? And it's scary. It it's a lot yeah. to face. That's why it's like we have to really face fears mm -hmm. to touch our chest and breasts. And you got to know what lymph node, you got to learn about the lymph to even know what's a node or not a node. Mm -hmm. But the more you touch and the more you know, the more you would know if something was going on. So yeah. it's that first facing, you know, Definitely. you were also very brave because she was in front of an entire class. <laughs> you were so comfortable. It was really, really nice to witness. Wow. And such a testament to what an incredible container you hold. Being in your presence and in the class's presence felt so comfortable and like, yeah, we all are here to learn and to support each other. There was no judgment or like, oh, we have to find the things that are wrong. It felt very much like, yeah, we're all here to just help each other heal. So. You will know if something feels different, it feels different. Yeah. And you'll know that now. That's a great empowering tool to walk around with. Definitely. And I think it also empowered me that sometimes you really just got to get in there. I think you're so good at not being afraid of the physical touch and like needing to really massage things out or work things out. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is something we've talked about where it can be kind of scary to get in there mm -hmm. with our physical challenges mm -hmm. because it's like, oh, I might. Yeah. And we're not worse. taught how to face pain if there is pain. Mm -hmm. And we're not taught that the lymph system speaks in pain. Mm. So that pain is meant to be changed. We got to find it so we can change it. If we're not even looking for it or finding it, how are we ever going to change it? Mm -hmm. And then we just live in pain. Yeah. But moving through the pain, yeah. it was pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. I think the next day you thanked me in the email and I thought it was really sweet. You were like, it was like a rite of passage. That's what I want for every single time I touch somebody. Mm -hmm. so. It really was. It was a full almost two hours mm -hmm. of, of body work and to have eight people be willing to sit and listen and watch and experience that and just hold that space for me felt so incredibly powerful. Yeah. And then at the end, everyone gathered around and actually lifted me up, which was really can't do so it in much. any yeah. other place than a group. So I always take advantage. You get the ends of those sheets. You've got enough people, you know, she had four people on each side of her. We just lifted her up and hammocked her. I started doing that at the Women's Herbal Symposium mm -hmm. with the hundred women around. I was like, I think we can, yeah, we can <laughs> lift this, this person up. Uh -huh. 
Yeah. Y'all should look up Monique McMath, who's a practitioner here in Sebastopol. You can find her online. You know, she's on Facebook. She holds such beautiful sacred space. I work with her on the regular. She also joins me for Plancha Karma retreats. So I get to experience and be with her. But she's a wonderful practitioner if you're looking for somebody to dive into your tissues. It is so cool how you all work together in such incredible tandem. We are both powerful healers. So it's really mm -hmm. such a gift. If I was going to ask you any one question about what was maybe the biggest struggle in there, would you mind sharing? Because we don't talk about struggles enough. Definitely. I'm just curious what yours was or which one you feel safe to mention. Totally. I think one of the biggest things I learned from the experience was how to breathe through pain or discomfort. Mm -hmm. And you were so good and just telling me like, okay, just breathe it out. And you are good at like taking these big inhales and exhales to show me how to continue breathing through. And it's not necessarily always pain, but sometimes you're doing body work. It's like this thing makes me feel really sad or this reminds mm -hmm. me of something that was really hard. And so to have that reminder to just keep breathing really deep, that helped a lot. Yeah, we also got into some kind of deep challenges that I had had in my childhood. I had a really horrible concussion and had had this bump on my head ever since second grade. So to have you work on that was so powerful, painful in some ways, but also like so relieving and intense. But good. And it's gone. It's gone. Think about that. Like that didn't even take very long. Mm -hmm. I worked on it maybe 15 minutes with some good like warmth and compresses and oil and a little gentle gua sha. And I just broke up the scar tissue that was on the forehead and like literally it smoothed out and just was ready to move. And I was like, literally since second grade, no one came along and just said, touch it and rub it and smooth it out. Mm -hmm. That's how little we understand our tissues. Yeah. Which is such a big part of my clinical course. I mean, knowing our tissues, really being able to understand the seven tissues of the body, your lymph, blood, muscle, skin, bones, nerves, and your reproductive are powerful because those are things that we could actually see and they're things that we could touch and we could change. And I think that's where the power is at when it comes to like my body, my body, I'm allowed to touch my body. Mm -hmm. I'm allowed to change my body. I'm allowed to see that change is possible in my body. Mm. And I just think, wow, I hope that seeing that change so quickly, I hope that shows you how much you can change in your life ongoing. Incredible. And I think there was one final thing that was challenging, which was to learn how to receive, which mm. that is always something that I struggle with. And I know that many people can resonate with is how to just receive this incredible gift of body work and having so many people holding that space. And I think that that's something that you do in your clinical herbalism courses is mm -hmm. that people give each other massage yes. and, and body work. Yes. What an amazing way to learn how to give and to receive in that clinical foundations course. So hopefully when I take your course, I'll be able to feel that again, but that's right. would highly recommend it for anyone who's considering. Portugal, September yeah. 28th to October 22nd. It's going to be amazing. All you got to do is look up the place we're staying and it'll be a no brainer that you want to be there because it is like a magical wonderland. So beautiful. Waterfall, river, beautiful cottages. It's yeah, really everything. great. If our blood is an ocean, 
Our lymphatic system is part of a network of rivers. The lymphatic system is integral to our immunity as well as our digestion. Get Deanna's top tips for keeping your river flowing smoothly in her book, Caring for the Lymphatic System, available online on our website, DeannaEssentials.com. Okay, right. so let's dive Let's in. see what our questions are. We received a question from Casey via the website. Thank you. So from Casey, we have what techniques and supports can be used to slow down support and prevent osteoarthritis? In this case, I would also be curious about rheumatoid arthritis. My thoughts are oil and massage, cooling or warming oil. Are there any herbs that can help? It's currently in the starting signs of osteoarthritis in my mother's hands. Thank you. Okay. Couple things I think are really important here that I have learned from working with so much osteoarthritis. First thing, osteo bone. Bone is made up of all of our vitamins and minerals, but we know that primarily bone is calcium rich. And I just want to make a note that calcium is the coldest and one of the hardest mineral deposits to break down in the body. And we need a lot of electrolytes to break down calcium. So we're back to gray salt. We're always going to be back mm -hmm. to gray salt. Electrolytes, because our magnesium, potassium, our chloride, and our sodium, our primary electrolytes, break down calcium. That's a very important thing to know if you have osteopenia, osteoarthritis, osteoporosis. If you have a bone condition or if you have broke a bone, or if you have bone spurs, all of these things are related to the uptake of calcium. I'm not going to say take calcium pills. I'm not a huge fan. I could give you tons of reasons why, but my main reason is because I can't just give the body calcium if it doesn't have enough electrolytes to break it down. Mm. Otherwise, people end up getting kidney stones or the calcium sits and gets inert at the joints and the knuckles, and then it starts making them change structure, or they start losing mobility in their wrist or their hips. The other thing people get is bone spurs, and bone spurs are calcium that is built up on your bone because the calcium didn't get digested enough to drive itself into the bone. So calcium has to be liquid to get into the bone and to really sustain the bones and strength. So I think that's one of the biggest mistakes, in my opinion. People also take horsetail, and horsetail is very drying on the kidneys. It's better for like a broken bone. It's got other qualities I love, but I'm more like bone set as an herb. I love bone set for this. I also love the plant called Self Heal. They're both really great for just stabilizing bone health. And that's a beautiful, yummy tea. You can get it at a herb store. I don't even sell those things. Those are just great plants I think are important to know. You might be able to put them even in your yard and just make instant tea and you would have incredibly long-term. So those are going to be like straight up daily tonics, long-term self-heal and bone set. So that would be the first thing. And then I'm going to go to those electrolytes. That's going to be the half a teaspoon of Atlantic gray salt. The grayer the salt, the more magnesium. And that is going to help you to uptake calcium, which is in almost everything we eat. But we do find more calcium in things that are white, whether that be a root or whether that be bok choy. The bok choy shows it's wetter. The root shows that it's a little bit more grounding. Anything white has a, a level of calcium in it. And that's a better way to get it is just like focus on your foods. 
If I just went in and said, you need to gua sha, <laughs> you need to get in there with some oil. It would be Maha Narayan oil, which I do have. And it is brilliant and it smells like the best of India. You do want to warm up the knuckles or the wrist, if that's where you have this. And then you want to go in with Maha Narayan and you want to start really breaking that down with the gua sha. So if there's a bunch of calcium stuck on that joint, it's going to cause an irritation to the nerves. So you've got a bunch of, you know, porous little pumice stone, which is how calcium looks under a microscope. And then that irritates the nerve ending. And then that makes the arthritis. Let's do remember any word with itis is talking about inflammation, dermatitis, skin inflammation, arthritis, bone inflammation, but it's not happening in the bone, the bone marrow. It's happening from nerves being irritated from the structure changing or that buildup of calcium. So another thing you could do that is so important for bone health and porous bones in general, kalanamak. Kalanamak yes. is a black sulfur salt. You can do multiple things with it. It's very safe to use as your electrolyte. Some days it'll taste really strong sulfur and you'll know to just do the gray salt for a couple days and then do the kalanamak. But the more you have osteoarthritis, the more you would want to be taking in that colonamoc on the daily. And that would be a fourth of a teaspoon twice a day, putting a little bit of warm water and just down it. It's really good for stomach health too. So it's got some great bonuses for the gut, but it liquefies. It's sour. Sulfur is the most sour compound we have in nature and sour liquefies. So it'll liquefy the calcium that is sitting on top of those knuckles or bones, and it'll start turning it into liquid that can be absorbed by the lymph in the blood. And then that's how we either use it. If it's liquid, we can actually use it. Mm -hmm. So it's not that we even just want to dump it out. We just want to get it to a place where it's of use. And then the rest of it, your lymph and your blood will dump. If there's too much calcium that gets liquefied, it'll dump it through sweat. And I really do want to maybe layer that in sweda. So swedana, sweating techniques. If you have this cold calcium, because this is someone who runs cold, but the arthritis is inflamed. And so yes, this person's usually like, I'm hot, I'm cold, I'm hot, I'm cold. I usually have to warm them up. I get them like chewing on rosemary leaves. Think about rosemary essential oil, get that warming colonomoc in there, get more exercise, sweat more. And that really, really shifts the way that calcium also breaks down. And then you're releasing through sweat, you're releasing the inflammation that's there from cold little porous shards <laughs> that are like literally irritating and inflaming the nerves. Mm -hmm. So it is a cold condition from calcium buildup that becomes an irritation, a pitta inflamed situation from there. The more heat, you're not going to make more inflammation. You do want to know to only wash out a little bit at a time. You want to soak in colonamoc too. You can do up to a tablespoon in a foot or hand bath. And you can also do up to three tablespoons in your bath if you want to start soaking in it. If you're starting to get this osteoarthritis throughout your body and not just your hand, you want to be doing some deep 30-minute sweat baths and really soaking it. And then do some gua sha underwater because it feels a little better. Because I'll tell you one thing, that scraping bone is not fun but it is somewhat necessary. That would be my advice for this as a start. And then we can see if there's further questions, feel free to give us another question and we'll layer it in next time. Mm -hmm. If you were moved by this episode, 
and the content we bring you, please consider subscribing or making a donation. Visit our podcast page at anchor.fm slash Essentials and click on the support button to make your one-time or monthly contribution. With your support, we can continue to bring this enriching wisdom to you. So I'm wondering if you wanted to talk about breast health because that is the topic of the month or maybe as it pertains to lymph health. So there are places where you can come and get a breast check. I also make sure that no matter how you identify, you have lymph that drains to the center of your sternum. So whether you have breast tissue or you have more chest structure, doesn't matter. We're the same. So our main drain is right below the clavicle. And there's actually three main drains that kind of meet right here. And they're on both sides. We have more lymph nodes on our left side than we do our right because they're feeding and changing the pumping of the heart. Mm -hmm. So there is a little more lymph on the left, but they drain the same equally in the middle. And our lymph river drains to our bloodstream and it meets at that subclavian vein and it enters the blood. And then on that subclavian vein, just a little bit lower than your nipples, we have our thymus gland. And that thymus gland is specific to our immunity. It's a powerful gland. It just becomes a few little cells that hold all of our memory by the time we're about 25 years old. Up until then, when we were born and up until 25, it was this big fatty mass that's hanging off that vein, collecting every bit of data, every emotional experience and every foreign invader that you had to experience and metabolize. That's virus, infection, bacterias, funguses, traumas, all of it is stored in the thymus. And once we become prepubescent hormonal and then pubescent, and then in about 25 years old, it is literally reducing in size and storing everything you've ever experienced, good and bad. And we have to turn our pains into pleasure. We have to use our pleasures, even if you only have a few. If your majority is pain, that's what you're going to know. And that's how you're going to experience the world. We have to take even the smallest amounts of our pleasures and experience and be able to build upon that as a way to get out of emotional and physical pain. So that is why we do, you know, tapping. And that's a whole nother modality. But I love tapping because, I mean, it just is all about conjuring up the thymus. And it's our re-remembering. And by the way, it's the gland of the heart chakra. Amahatta. So it's like matters of the heart. Your lymph river meets your bloodstream where there are matters of the heart. And when we think of that, we're like, whoa. And our lymph moves every time we breathe, every time we laugh, every time we dance, every time we move, our lymph is moving. That's how we keep it in flow. Rivers need to be flowing. Because actually dry lymph is gravelly and there's cold lymph where it's all like encapsulized and tiny and there's hot lymph, which is going to be a little more painful and inflamed. And then you've got your more wet kapha related lymph, which is water and earth make mud. And so you've got these kind of thick, foggy, dull pain lymph nodes. And again, this is not about going beyond pain. This is about productive pain, as they call it in Ayurved, in the chikitsas. Chikitsa means to manipulate. That has become a very negative word, but I do like that Sanskrit relation that basically that word really came from the word of change. What are you going to do to get somebody out of pain? You're going to have to at least 
face it or pump it a little bit just to its edge to get it to really move. And that's a powerful thing. It's, it's an edge. The practitioner has to be really responsible and very loving to even hold that. And the client has to be so in control of their breath and willing participant. Mm -hmm. Consent is everything. So if you go into your chest or your breast tissue and you find, and you're moving it around and all of a sudden you find like, ah, ooh, do just press right into it. Go right to it. Don't go beyond that pain and see if some heat comes off and starts heating up your tissue, your, your fingers. You know, there's probably a little hot spot in there. Might be a cyst. Cysts are not scary, but they don't feel good. And it might make one of your breasts or one of your nipples way bigger and the other one smaller. So when people come to me and they're like, why am I so lopsided? Mm -hmm. That's usually because there's more of a cyst, like a internal boil sitting inside that tissue. And even those, you need to find them in like pump, 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 take a deep breath, pump, 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 take a deep breath. Couple days later, all of a sudden you go to start pumping and you're checking things out and you're like, it's gone. Mm -hmm. It drained. Sometimes they're really hard and really old because maybe you're for the first time being given permission to touch your breasts and like really look around, like really grab it <laughs> and like roll it in your fingers and start looking, you know, it's like, is one of those lumps bigger than an almond? Is one of those like maybe really hot and hurt a lot and it's a cyst or are they like small and beady or are they matted to the sternum and they're not even like filling in your breast tissue? These are all just vata pitta kapha. Mm -hmm. But this is such a big part of being able to check your breasts and your chest tissue. I checked somebody in my class years ago. I was checking his chest and he was like, I want to go. Let's check mine. And I found a not okay lump. Mm. And here I'm in the middle of class and I'm like, I need to totally be gracious about this. And my job is to know when I found something that needs medical care. It's my job. And I always tell people like, I hope I'm wrong, but better that we make sure I'm wrong. Otherwise we found something very small and you've got plenty of time and I will work with you and it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. But better to know than to not know. Mm -hmm. But I kept feeling it. I didn't know what to say it. I didn't know. And he totally caught me and he was just like, something's in there. And I was just kind of like, yeah, that one doesn't feel totally the same as the others. And he goes, you can tell me. And I was like, we're in class. Maybe we should talk after class. And it was like, no, we all need to know this. We all need to face this. Mm. And my mother had breast cancer. And I've always wondered if I would get breast cancer. Mm. Would you find something? And he like prompted me. It was really powerful. And we talked about it. And I said, please go get thermography. You know, you can get an ultrasound. Those are my two favorite ways to go get things checked. They tell you two different things. So you want to do them both. And he went and got thermography and they found an issue and he was like right under stage one, but he had a tiny little cancer tumor that was growing and it felt so different than everything else. And he faced it and he and his wife actually ended up opening a thermography center two wow. years later because he got so obsessed with like how much it helped him and how much mm -hmm. it showed the heat, the thermal relation yeah. to his chest cavity. Uh, I do love thermography, but I also love me some ultrasounds. I think ultrasounds are just a great way to look right through that tissue. You can be right with the monitor and you can really say, what's that thickening? What's that little lump? What is that? If I'm promoting you looking and being honest with yourself, I want to make sure 
I'm leaving you with what do you do next? And don't think you can't massage. You don't want to go wash on something that feels really wrong. You want to first try to pump it and move it. If it can change and if it goes away, it was a lymph node. Could have even been hard and clogged. But if it doesn't shift in a good couple weeks, then it won't change. And it's really stubborn to shift. Those things really need to get checked. And you just start collecting data. And even mammograms, I'm not against them. I've never had one. If I have something show up and I need one, I will get one. But I check my own breasts and I find nothing. So I'm going to trust my hands and my knowledge and my body until further notice. That's just me. Everyone gets to decide on what's the right safety parameter for you. But what mostly happens is you find a little lump. It makes you a little nervous. You keep rubbing it. You get it nice and warm. You make sure the channels are open and then it drains and changes and the pain goes away. And then you're like, yeah, what else can I find that I can change and make it go away? Mm -hmm. And it gets very empowering. Yeah. Yeah. It was so empowering having a brush check with just because there were things that you found, even though you say I have healthy breast tissue, but there were definitely like matted tissues and yes. small things that looked like maybe cysts and things that at first I was like, oh no, that makes me really nervous. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's very empowering to then realize like, okay, this is something that can be worked through. And then of course, as you're saying, I love how you as a practitioner are so aware of when someone does need to seek other medical support very willingly being like, okay, this is something where now you need to see this type of specialist or this. Yes. Collaboration, yeah. baby. Uh -huh. We got it all. Totally. We got medical, we got herbal. I mean, yeah. We, we've got technology. We still have, you know, homesteading, like, mm -hmm. like we we've got it all. So why not use it all? I often say, I feel like people are wanting something from the medical world that they don't even offer. I'm like, that's why you go to your herbalist or your practitioner or a counsel, you know, lifestyle counsel. Mm -hmm. If you're wanting that kind of personal detailed care and looking at your emotions with your physical, there are millions of people doing that that are like yeah. waiting for you to ask for their advice, mm -hmm. not just even me. And then when do you need a lab? When do you need like a laser sharp look right through your tissue? When do you need that? And that just gives you more information when something isn't changing or doesn't feel safe. But that doesn't mean we can't be empowered with our own touch and our own. And then we go in those places just really kind of a little more calm and empowered. Definitely. Just like, these are my questions. Can you answer them for me? What are my options? I want to know all of them so I can go home and decide. I won't decide today. I will be deciding with my people, mm -hmm. with your friends, with your family, with your partner, whatever's there. Yeah. That's where we make those decisions. Mm -hmm. We don't have to make them there. It's just us being empowered enough and knowing ourselves well enough to enter a space like that, empowered and respectful. We all really deserve an all-star team of herbalists and allies and doctors to support each of our well-being and our, our health care. <laughs> and I know that that's something that both you and I care a lot about is really changing our healthcare system so that people have the opportunity to be well and to have access to healthcare services that are affordable. And I know that's a big part of your work as well. So I read in a paper once, I can't remember where it was, but it was like 1943 when the medical establishment stopped reading the face and the tongue and the pulse as primary mm -hmm. diagnostics, mm -hmm. which are the primary diagnostics of are your bed and 
Chinese medicine and many other cultures around the world. These are just still common in traditional medicine. But I think it became a little bit more challenging for them to do those specifics. And it was just faster to start doing a lab and, mm. and, and kind of have some pills there. And that became faster for the amount of people they had. So when I look at the history, I'm like, that's even a realm where those diagnostics were there from not too long ago. And I, I look forward to seeing them merge again. And they are merging. It's not even a conversation of like, I wish anymore. There's alternative clinics in hospitals, in HMOs, like look at Sutter Health. Kaiser has a program too. You can get acupuncture. These things are happening slowly, but we have to believe in it. And we have to respect that, that merge for us to keep seeing that merge happen. That's that same idea. If you're living in pain body, you're going to make decisions from pain body. If you use your pleasure body and you develop more pleasure body, you know, I talk about it a lot. I'm sure everyone's probably heard this from me before, but our cells mimic majority. So if your cells are flat and weak, and that's the majority, it mimics the majority. I mean, think of this socially. Hello. Mm -hmm. And then if that cell is plump and it's really viable, that's full of oxygen and it's strong as a source, that's the majority that we mimic. And our pituitary and our pleasure and pain relation connected to that switchboard hypothalamus over here same relation. How can we relate more in pleasure versus relating in pain? We all have pain. We all have suffering. So it's always going to be there. It's unfortunately not going anywhere, but we can bring in more of our pleasure relation. And that's one of the things that I think checking our chest and breasts really shifts things because you're also massaging your heart. Mm. And there's pleasure related to these beautiful breasts and these nipples that we all have. I mean, there's like literal pleasure yeah. relation to this space. And why have we even lost track of talking about the lymph so much? It's in places that now have become shameful, which I refuse to see as shameful. Yeah. I refuse to see someone's pubis bone as like shameful or inner thigh as shameful. Mm. Normally when we're doing breast checks, we're doing as much as we can to work around the nipple. If you're a massage therapist or thinking about starting to do breast checks, just keep in mind, we kind of work around the nipple in each direction. Sure. You might run across it. It's okay to even check it and see if it's feeling good around the edges. The one thing you might want to know if you're going to start kind of trying with a few friends is it feels very different to go around your nipple than it does to kind of keep rubbing across. Mm. <laughs> now we're in a whole nother pleasure relation. Mm. So if you're going to work with this as a practitioner, that's my only one little bit of advice, because if you start saying to your clients like, hey, I'd really like to be able to check the lymph in your upper channel. I mean, you can even do a full breast or chest check with somebody covered. Mm -hmm. I could check even underneath if someone is really shy or yeah. if that's a little bit beyond their consent. You can check even over a towel. That compress is making sure nobody feels like they're just fully exposed. Mm -hmm. Some people don't care at all. I still do the compress. <laughs> yeah. Why? Because I still want to show my respect. Even if someone's giving me consent, I still believe in showing respect. I also like layering sacred. And I also think warmth always opens tissue. You're always going to get more done after a shower, after you've been in the garden, after you just went hiking, after a bath. 
These are the times when our skin is malleable and opened and juicy, and you're going to be able to not only get in there and feel more, but you're going to get more done since the river is all about flowing in a liquid form. I love this idea of talking about pleasure relations and using that like warmth and juiciness and thinking of it like a massage and like self-care as opposed to like a very clinical, harsh going that your breast pushed around. So yeah, I think we could have a whole another conversation That's on right. pleasure relations and how it relates to health because it is, we can all use that. It is so powerful. We got to mm -hmm. get out of our shame game. We got to get out of the shame game with food. Mm -hmm. We got to get out of it with touching ourselves. I am giving you permission right now to literally touch yourself wherever you want to touch yourself. You get to do whatever you want with your body and you get to share it in the ways you want to share it. It is your body. It is your life. And I think it is very important. Stay safe. Make sure there's respect. Make sure there's equality. Other than that, we are allowed to touch ourselves and we are allowed to feel pleasure. And we stopped talking about the limp a long time ago because it's in these intimate places. And if there's pain in there, it doesn't feel as good. Mm -hmm. And sometimes then it makes it really hard to even be intimate or share with somebody else. Or then we start making him our body image. And we start taking it into like, oh, don't touch me there. And it's just this whole shame game we're playing with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then unfortunately with each other. Yeah. That we're just playing out. And I, I do it too. I just am a constant reminder to myself that like, that's not my reality. That's my conditioning. Mm -hmm. I'm always like, I am conditioned like anyone else, but I can change that by doing what I want. Totally. <laughs> and touching Me myself wherever I want. Uh -huh. And so that's a really big part of breasts and chest. And it's a huge part of the lymphatic system in general. That's what keeps our river flowing. Special thanks for the music and talents of Gents Jarvie. You can hear him on Spotify or on his website, J-E-N-S-J-A-R-V-I-E and theheartwideopen.com. I saw, Ms. you asked an amazing question in our comments. So from Ms. I recently lost 30 pounds and my skin is loose in some places. I've been gua shying and oiling. And is there anything else I can do? I'm 56 and have olive dryish skin. Okay. I'm so glad I'm doing this one. Yeah. Because this is it like fits in perfectly. Uh, there we go. Yeah. It's like lymph 101. So, oh, I want you to get into a couple anatomy physiology books and look up the lymphatic system. But I also want you to look at visible body online. You can get like a 30 day free and just check it out. It's like nobody is doing anatomy physiology mm. as well as visible body. I want you to know where your lymph is and what it looks like. And probably those areas where your skin is loose is going to be in a lot of these pleasure places like the upper arm or maybe down in the abdomen or behind the knees. So if that is true to you, you want to look at that as yes, we already know that's tissue that was stretched. And now you lost the weight and you lost the water that was stretching it. And now it's loose. But guess what? That can tonify. People can lessen their stretch marks. People can tonify their skin. I'm not going to tell you it's going to go back to like, you know, I'm shying. <laughs> but you can totally sculpt yourself. I mean, as much as I sculpt, still got some stuff going on. So then you have to start saying, oh, this is my body. 
<laughs> How much can I love my body and the shape of my body? For me, some things are still what they are and I still don't love them, but it means I got to really work on still going in there and taking care of that space and just tonifying. So dry brushing, trampoline, hopefully exercise is part of the way you lost weight. If you lost weight from food and you haven't brought in exercise, that's the missing piece. So that would be a bottom line. If you're like, oh, I didn't know. That's the next step. Cardio, 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 cardio. That is going to work it. And then you could get really warm with cardio. And then you just start using the wash off. And there's gravity, right? So you are going to need to go into that area that needs tonification. And you're going to need to like really activate it. You can go back and forth and you want to turn pink. This is why you want to get a salt scrub. Tonifying salt scrub would be my warming salt scrub or my cleansing salt scrub. If you run more cold and low blood pressure, get the warming. If you feel like you want more detox, get the cleansing, both tonify. And you want a salt scrub and turn pink, turn pink, turn pink. You're not done. It is a form of exercise if you turn all pink. And if you did that and then rinsed, you'd be like a baby's butt all smooth and oily. And then you could effortlessly go in there and start tonifying upward. Honestly, if I had loose skin that I was trying to tonify, I would want two wood gua sha's. We have them online. I think everyone knows my wonderful partner, Scott Jenkins, makes all the wood gua sha's right here in our space. So we love them up before they go out. You want to get probably two gua sha's and you just want to start tonifying, tonifying, tonifying. Uh, you might want to think about, there's something called a med massager. Med massager is like a chiropractic style, large pad massager. So it's this huge pad massager and it has a dial. So it goes from high to low. You just plug it in and you put it on the body and it's all. I mean, it is like heaven. I use it on people's bodies. They love it. Very, very powerful for just like activating and getting all that untonified tissue to exercise until it starts firming up. Because that gua sha can be a little overwhelming. I'm just being honest. If you have loose tissue throughout your body, you're kind of like, how long is this going to take? How long am I going to be doing this? So you can focus on certain areas with the gua sha. Like I'm doing my elbows every day for seven days. And then you'll see it change. Okay. Now I'm going down to my abdomen. Seven days. You'll see it change. But that med massager, you could just like drive it into your abdomen and roll it back and forth. And you could lay your arm on it and just let it work it. And then it's a little more passive and, and yet more tonifying. Mm -hmm. So I love this question. And I just want to say that's a really important question that a lot of people don't ask. So that was a perfect ask Deanna anything because these are things that we are hiding and we're suffering and we don't realize that there's like millions of people who are actually having the same problem. Yeah. And back to that pleasure conversation, the med massager sounds really lovely. And mm, I feel like, it's yeah, so good. It's, it's the beauty of all these tools is they can be really, really great. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, thank you so much for asking that important question mm -hmm. and may thank you come you. back and ask more. Yes. We're really emphasis on the anything part. <laughs> So just wrapping things up, we have a few very exciting offerings and courses that Deanna is going to be teaching over the next few months. 
So excited to be participating in some of these, I hope. So the first is an online course starting in July called Birth Alchemy with your co-teacher, Terry Simmons. That is now live and registration is open. So if you are someone who wants to learn more about autonomous birth and it really connects to any form of birth that you or your partner or a loved one or someone in your life is wanting to have, Deanna was saying to me just before this, like, this is for everyone. This is for all people, whether it's you who's going to be giving birth or someone, maybe this is just something that interests you. Deanna is really about having everyone come in and learn. So it'll be five weekends over seven weeks. Anything else you want to say about that Yeah, one? bring your partner. Mm-hmm. Family units are so important. And yes, the focus is going to be on baby and the mama womb. Hey, family unit and come diverse. Come like this is a very diverse related class. So no matter what your family unit looks like and how you're looking at birth, I think there's a lot here. It's got a very strong emphasis on herbalism and great handouts all the way through. Terry is a wealth of knowledge. I mean, just like over 30 years of home birth midwifery, the most radical advocate of autonomy birth I have ever met. She is also one of my dearest friends in the world. He is powerful and we are very powerful together talking about the births we've been at together or our experiences and and we do touch on pulse and, and obviously there's an emphasis on elemental health. So yeah, that'll be the next online course starts, I believe, July 17th. It's Saturday mornings, but you do get the recordings. Please join us for Birth Alchemy. Next up, Portugal. It sounds so great. So it'll be a Portugal clinical herbalism course. What better of a place to go learn for a month? So it'll be the end of September, starting September 28th through most of the month of October. It's all up on the website. So you can go to dnaessentials.com and Dope out all the amazing pictures. We'll be putting up more pictures of the beautiful Casas de Azena, I think it's called. And it is magical, truly so beautiful. Just to be able to be there for a month, there will be so much healing that will occur. I can't believe I scored this place. I cannot believe I scored this place. I just feel so blessed. So, oh, I hope all of you join me. And there's a really great price on double occupancy. So if you have a friend or a partner, someone you don't mind sharing a bed with, (laughs) so whoever you're willing to share a bed with, you are going to save $2,400 on the program Mm -hmm. amongst the two of you. And that makes it only $8,000 for two people to go to Portugal for 25 days. Breakfast and lunch is included. Mm -hmm. But oh, please look it up. It's under My Body Education on the Diana Essentials website. It says clinical program in Portugal. All the information is there and we will be doing a little revamp and kind of adding in details as we go. So don't look at it just once. If you're dreaming to go, keep checking in and we're going to keep layering in the details as we develop the trip. Yeah. Once you see it, you're going to want to go. So prepare yourself. And then lastly, we have an aromatherapeutics course that Deanna will be teaching with the Gathering Time group. And that will be August 26th through 28th. And it includes distillation, making hydrosols, and it's on a beautiful 60-acre farm in Petaluma. So I know that this is something you really specialize in, in aromatherapeutics and essential oils. So 
Yeah, and they want formulas. They want the distillation. They want formulations. They want layering of chemistry. I mean, Gathering Time is, you know, an amazing herb store in San Rafael. And I'm just really honored for them to be sponsoring this and wanting to come on board with kind of doing some co-teaching. I'm excited. So if you're really wanting to dive into like aroma therapeutics and formulations, this would be the class for you. I only teach this about once a year and it's been a few years since I've done it. So hopefully you'll be able to catch that three day weekend in August. And I'll just put in a plug too on your website for the essential oil packages that you can get. This is a great way if you don't have the chance to actually come in and meet with Deanna, you can get a formula made by Deanna that has essential oils based on whatever ailment or things you may have that you want to address are. So it's very affordable and it's a great way to get some Deanna care. Yeah. I actually even just lowered the price. It was $65 and, and we shifted the price. So I actually just lowered the price mm -hmm. on my custom blend care. People feeling like it was just a little bit much of a reach. I'm all about listening to that. And I looked at the budget and I tweaked some numbers. And if at any time I'm able to actually meet that need, I do it. So y'all know, I just also lowered all the prices, almost half the price for all the webinars. They're now only $24 and they were $49. So just want you to know, I do listen and I do make changes accordingly whenever they are viable and possible. So the custom blends are actually cheaper than they used to be. And there's a questionnaire right there. You get to fill it all out. You get to even tell me more. You can even add in a little history if you want to tell me more than that. And then I literally make that formula myself and we set it off and you can see how much care you can get from the aromatherapeutic oils. Mm -hmm. Abby, this has been such a pleasure today. It really has. It's been so fun. So glad to be part of this Ask Deanna Anything podcast. Appreciate you being on board. I appreciate the background you have and the Integra you hold. Mm. <laughs> and may you all join us at the next one. Remember, Ask Deanna Anything is every other Thursday. So we will see you next time. And in those questions, thanks for joining in. This is My Body, a conversation situated at the intersection of elemental science, self-care, ancient arts, and consent. Deanna Batdorf is your guide.